welcome to the Collecting Keys Friday Focus. What is going on, guys? On today's Friday Focus, we are doing something a little bit different. We are here with Dylan Cook from our Instant Investor Program, and we are going to do a deal case study on a deal that he recently did in our program. And uh, this is going to be a new format that we will do on kind of a regular basis where we bring in either people from our community or other investors. And we do a investigation into a real real estate deal and not the typical bullshit you hear on bigger pockets and other real estate shows where they just like always talk about the big wins and they don't give you the real nitty gritty details. So Dylan, appreciate you coming on to be the first experiment as we try this new format. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. Cool. So how we're going to structure this is you're going to do a series of five questions that will be fixed on every one of these case studies that we do. You will give us kind of like the answer to it. You will talk about the deal. And our goal is to get the story about how it was acquired and then what the end result was. So first, with this deal, what kind of property was it? Uh, it was a duplex. Duplex. So like a, like a nice duplex or is this like a janky like house hack duplex? No. So it was a single family chopped into a duplex. I think the Perfect. photo is like 1,800 square feet. So nice. two small units. Cool. Landlord special. I yep. love it. How did you find this deal? This was actually a SMS campaign. SMS. Nice. Was this one that you had like a VA run or did you use like a service? So the VA does the initial texting um, and it was a high equity absentee list that we were just mailing out. So big bulk list that we sent out. And then once, you know, they kind of raised their hand and say, give any inclination that they're willing to sell. That's when I kind of took over. Cool. Love it. All right. What kind of seller was this? So Hayakazi Absentee, he's owned it for a long time. It was his primary residence, I think, back in the 70s or 80s. He kept yep. it as a rental. And then it turned out he was running it to a family member, which went south. Cool. All right. And now let's hear the story of the deal, because I know this one has some twists and turns. Like we previously mentioned, it was in pretty rough shape when we bought it. We bought it for um, 220000 hard money. It was one of the bigger deals that we do here in the Cincinnati market. It wasn't a very desirable area. So we went in, we thought we were going to rehab it for like 70000 and rehab, go it up. And then we didn't know if we were going to keep it because it is a desirable location or flip it for some extra money. We got all the way through the renovations. We ended up being about 20000 over budget on the renovations. We found a buyer um, through the MLS um, and we were set to make a decent profit on it. About a week before or the closing on the MLS, once we're past inspections, we're past appraisals, everything, I learned that we bought this place with existing code violations from the city, yeah. right? And so I get this letter in the mail that basically says, like, there's 15 items on here that I have to address and go through um, electrical, building inspector, et cetera. Okay. But of course, I'm freaking out now at this point because I- how, how did that get through title? Good question. But I don't use that title company anymore. Um, okay. And now this is yeah. also part of our due diligence when we're underwriting stuff. I found, you know, the website that you can check all these on. So now, I mean, obviously a learning experience there. Quickly called the building inspector. We were out the next day. Luckily, I guess the important part here is, you know, they were making allegations that I could refute because I had plenty of pictures of what this place looked like before and all the work that we had done up to that point, right? And we had pulled permits up to this point. So it's not like we were trying to go underneath the radar or anything. Uh -huh. So. Long story short, I mean, I was sweating bullets. We did have to delay closing for like oh, two weeks until we got that resolved. Mm -hmm. But we ended up selling it, making a hefty profit, regardless of over budget. Learning lesson there is use a smart title company. And we also do that as part of our own underwriting process now. 
Nice. I love it. And this is like a classic sort of deal about where wholesalers can make their money too. So how is it with like the buyer while you're going through all these code violations? Because I'm surprised your buyer stuck with it. I feel like typically when stuff like that comes up, they are the first ones to want to not move forward. Luckily, the buyer's agent has some investing experience. Cool. Um, and honestly, he did a good job of managing client expectations. And I've worked with him before and he kind of knew I would say the work that we do, like, right. He wasn't trying to go in and be like, Hey, they're trying to backdoor this or anything like that. And once we had those inspection six years, it kind of calmed his nerves. I mean, inspection report came back clean. It was really just, can you wait two more weeks kind of a thing? And he was fine with that. Cool. No, that's awesome. I love it. Do you mind sharing the final numbers on this deal? Um, yeah. So bought it for 220. We ended up put about 90 into it. Um, then we sold it for 450. 450. Yeah. So net, was that six figures or it must be pretty close? After holding costs and paying the realtor fees, closing costs, et cetera, I think it was just under, I think it was like 80,000. 80,000. Well, it's not a bad day's work. That is much more than most people's salaries. And you did that from one deal. Right. So it was a great deal for for all parties. Cool. Love it. Anything else you want to add about that one? No, just make sure that you use the right title company because all that could have been avoided from the start. Exactly. Yeah. One of the most underrated team members that people have. So. Awesome. Well, Dylan, I appreciate you coming on today and sharing that story with us. You guys, this is what real real estate looks like, right? It's not all glamour. He has a nice fat check at the end, but I'm sure all those parts of the middle, you were not having a very good time going through it. So ignore what you hear in a lot of the other shows, the big ones. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Dylan, anywhere that people can find you if you want some more followers. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I think it's 11dcook. Facebook, doesn't matter. Twitter, I'm on all social media. So just Search my name and you should find me. And uh, Cook is C-O-C-H. K-O-C-H, close. K-O-C-H, oh man. It's like the Taratar all over again. But all right, Dylan, well, appreciate it, man. Go and give Dylan a follow, everybody. And if you want to be a part of the next deal case study, hit me up on Instagram at Mike underscore invest. And I would love to hear your story for a quick Friday Focus episode. So thanks everybody. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening to this Collecting Keys Friday Focus. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.